Welcome to Freelance with Freedom. I'm your host, Harriet Hadfield, and I'm so excited you're here. I help creative freelancers become fully booked and in demand in any market, on their terms and without burning out. I went from broke makeup artist living in a room I couldn't stand up in, living paycheck to paycheck, to working on the red carpets of LA as a celebrity makeup artist. I also created a six-figure business during a global pandemic in less than seven months. After working around the world and on set as a celebrity makeup artist 15 plus year, I was tired, tired of the hustle culture and an emphasis on being busy. I was tired of the starving artist mentality and buying into the narrative, there's only one way to be successful. So I decided to create my own version of success, to break the rules and rewrite my own. And I wanna show you how to do the same. If you're a freelance creative and you want to generate consistent income, work with your dream clients, and step into the CEO role in your business, you're in the right place. There's room for you at this table. Welcome back to a new episode of Freelance for Freedom podcast. I'm so excited you're here today. So before we get started, I wanted to let you know I have an incredible free training for you, how to book celebrity clients and double your bookings in any market. And like I said, I made this especially for you. In this free training, you're going to learn, first of all, how I book my first celebrity client without an agent, without a million followers on Instagram, and without any existing contacts. I'll show you the real behind the scenes of what I did and how I did it. I'm also going to show you my three-step process to book celebrity clients so that you can do it too. I'll lay out the steps so you know what you need to do next and what the process actually looks like. And then last but not least, you're going to learn how to double your existing clients with the clients you actually want. I'll show you how to multiply your bookings with the clients on your vision boards, the ones that you dream of working with. So I'm going to link the free training in the show notes for you to check out as soon as you finish this episode. And there's also an extra special bonus waiting for you inside the training. Today, we're going to be talking about testing, in particular, the five testing mistakes and what you should be doing in order to make a portfolio that is highly profitable and gets you booked as a makeup artist, a photographer, a stylist, or any other kind of creative. So get your notepads, get ready to make some notes. We're going to be dropping some really important points. So test shoots, first of all, are a great way to build your book, to actually create a portfolio, especially from the lens of both being a beginner and being an experienced or a more advanced creative. So whether it is to test to gain more experience an artist or test strategically in order to attract a different kind of clientele or a specific kind of clientele, testing is a really important part of being a creative freelancer. So just as a reminder as well, testing is where you collaborate with other creatives. No one gets paid, but you are working together. For example, a makeup artist, a hairstylist, maybe a photographer and a stylist to curate images together that you can use in your book so that you can build evidence to show what you're great at doing. And testing when done properly and strategically is one of the quickest way to attract more clients, get the type of clientele you actually want and double your bookings no matter where you are in any market. And the thing I love about testing is it's one of the best way to generate more opportunities for yourself as an artist and of course more bookings which means more income. Okay so mistake number one, you are going into testing without a plan. Let me explain. So what this looks like usually is people think testing is a place to wing it or just to experiment and get creative. Obviously, if you're starting out as a creative and you're a beginner in your industry, it makes sense testing is gonna be a safe space for you to try new things out, to practice your craft, but still it makes a lot of sense and it's much more strategic to decide what is it you need to practice? What are your weak spots? How are you going to use the time testing so it has a high value 
to you. And testing should be adding value to your skills as an artist, but also to your book with each and every test that you're doing. So anytime you do a test irrelevant of who you want to see it, I want you to be thinking about what is the plan for what is gonna happen on the day? What am I gonna create? What am I gonna practice? What am I gonna execute? And what am I going to come away with? So I think some people think that testing is a waste of time and not something they need to focus on, but it's only a waste of time if you don't know exactly what you're getting out of it. Like I said, testing when done right can be incredibly valuable, both in the experiential sense and from a profit point of view. So the thing that I used to do when I was first testing as an artist was whenever I was going to test, I would plan out the looks I wanted to come away with. So let's say I knew in my portfolio, I was like, okay, I'm lacking some eye looks. I don't think I have many eye looks in my book. That would be the thing I would plan out for the test. So if I knew I was gonna be able to do maybe two looks that day or three looks, I actually had little drawings, I'd curate a Pinterest board or a mood board that I could show the photographer and the other people on the team before we got started. And it meant that I knew exactly what I'd be doing on that day and what I'd be coming away with that was actually going to help my book get stronger and attract the clients I wanted. So even if you are invited to a test shoot, let's say a photographer has invited you as the makeup artist, still come with ideas. Again, maybe you wanna meet in person before you do the test shoot to go over the plan for the day. Maybe you wanna have a quick Zoom meeting, just so that you know when you turn up, there is a plan that's going to be executed. And again, you know exactly what you are getting out of that day and how it is gonna benefit you. Okay, so mistake number two, you aren't creating with a specific client in mind. Now, what I mean by this is testing, like I said earlier, some people go into testing and they're like, I'm testing for the sake of testing because I think I need to. Whereas anytime you test, part of it, yes, is having a plan. And within that plan, you want to be thinking about who would this be for? Who would I want to see this work? And if that person was gonna see this work, what would they need to see in order to want to book me? So whether that's a celebrity, let's say you have a dream client who's a celebrity, maybe it's a beauty brand, maybe it's a production company, maybe it's a magazine editorial, who are they? Like start thinking about who it is you want to attract, even if it feels a million miles away right now, because when you are testing, you will be able to create from that lens. It is gonna speed up the process of you having a profitable portfolio much faster when you know who you are aiming your portfolio, your portfolio towards. And even when I look back at my own career, this was a huge part of how I doubled my own bookings. So when it came to the beauty clients I wanted to do, I remember creating with brands like Glossier in mind, with brands like Honest Beauty in mind. And what I would create in my plan and my mood board was like, okay, I'm gonna almost pretend they're already my client. Like if they were paying me right now to show up and do a job for them, I want to believe that the mood board, the plan I have made would be something they could have already paid me for. So go into any test as if it were a real job, because then the dedication you're gonna to bring to that again will show up inside your portfolio. And what happened when I did that was, the more I grew as an artist, the more my tests, more time than not, would actually show up on a client's mood board and they would book me because of what they'd seen in my test shoes. They would say, we love this blue eye you did here, can you recreate that for us? We picked you because we want you to do exactly what you did in this shoe. So again, you testing almost creates a makeup menu of sorts, especially if you're a makeup artist, where people can see what you can do and you're able to showcase really seamlessly how your brand identity aligns with the very people you want to book you. So mistake number three, 
you're not telling a cohesive story. So let me explain what I mean. So a great test shoot should follow a concept. There should be some kind of continuity that let's say you were pitching it to a magazine. If it's a fashion story, the likelihood is it could be anything from four to eight pages. If it's a beauty story, it might be four to six pages. But if you were to put those pages back to back in a magazine, would they all look like they are part of the same story? So especially as a makeup artist, a photographer, a stylist, or a hairstylist, you want to be thinking about when you create a test, unless you are creating one standalone image, you want to be thinking about creating, especially when you are making multiple images, that they would all go together as a story versus just having one completely random shot, a second completely different shot from that one. You want to start showcasing your unique style as an artist and where you excel, but also how you understand what it takes to build a story. So I have two magazines here that my work was featured in and I wanna show you exactly what I mean so it makes sense when I say you should be able to create a story, especially if you want to work with fashion brands, beauty brands, global brands, or you want celebrities to see your work. Okay, so here's a fashion story I did in a magazine. Now, I want you to see that while this is definitely more fashion-based, okay, so it's less about the makeup. As you go through, and again, you can see nothing is competing with each other. So the makeup isn't fighting the styling, like everything looks like it belongs together, but I want you to see how there's a flow. So if I was creating a, a test and I wanted to look like my work was already published, I would be thinking about, okay, again, who is, let's say this example, who is the magazine I would want it to be in? What is their style? That goes down to the models they cast, the color palettes, the way they use lighting, and making sure that each photo together made a cohesive story. Okay, so I will show you an example I did with a celebrity. This was with the celebrity artist, uh, Madison Beer, and this was for a magazine as well. So first of all, you can see when the spread opens, we have a double page. It's black and white, okay? So it means that whatever makeup I did on her hair, I wanna make sure whatever I do on the next few pages, it all looks like it goes together seamlessly. So again, this was all very natural makeup. I knew it was gonna be photographed quite raw. They wanted it to be very clear that it was real skin. So again, you can see how even these two images, yes, I know it's black and white, so that ties it together, but everything about the overall mood, like the facial expressions the, the, that she's been directed to create are all a part of the story. So creating a really strong test isn't just about what the talent wears or the makeup you do or the hair you do. It's really about the overall mood. And I wanted to show you these just as an example from a place of when you're creating imagery, this is exactly what I mean. I want you to imagine, okay, I'm gonna do a shoot for Flaunt magazine. I'm gonna do a shoot for Wonderland magazine. I want you to be researching those magazines. If that's the place you want your work to be shown, think about what is their style? What is their, aesthet their aesthetic? And are you bringing that to your test shoots? So a good test shoot, again, has a cohesive story. Everything that you create is working together in harmony. Mistake number four, you're not working with creatives who have the same goals as you. So what I mean by this is you are working with everyone, you're saying yes to everything. And while there's a time and place at that in the very, very beginnings of your career, as you grow as an artist, you want to be thinking about any possible meeting you have or any collaborations you're doing, are you working with like-minded people? Now, I'm not just talking about personalities, I'm talking about people who have the same goals in mind. For example, if you know you want to do editorial work and book fashion week shows, 
there's probably no point testing with someone who uh, has no intention of getting that work or their work is the complete opposite of that. Unless, again, you are looking to gain experience. But I want you to think about testing as something very, very strategic. So especially as you are growing, I always recommend asking questions when it comes to meeting a photographer and you're a makeup artist research their style before you even meet up when you are approaching other people as part of your networking as part of meeting other potential creatives to collaborate with are you even excited about their work from the get-go so for example let's say you're a makeup artist and you find a photographer and then you realize oh actually all their work is really darkly lit and they actually always photograph the model from really far away it's predominantly fashion work but maybe what i'm looking to get is some great beauty close up in my book you want to be thinking first of all does this look like we're both in alignment with the same goals and you can ask because even though someone doesn't show that work it doesn't mean they don't necessarily want to get into that so again ask them what their goals are um again if you see a photographer who their work only ever has sunglasses on the model or a hat maybe as a hair person or a makeup artist you may want to check hey do you do any photographs where you are going close in on the eyes you are going to photograph the hair texture because that's what I'm looking for in my tests in order to strengthen my portfolio so communication is key it goes without saying make sure you ask questions if you are looking to collaborate with other creatives and think about who you approach make sure you actually like their work and it looks like you have you're moving in a similar direction or at least have a similar aesthetic in terms of what you are trying to attract with the clients you want to book. Mistake number five, you aren't prioritizing testing because you think you've outgrown it. Now, I don't know who needs to hear this, but testing isn't just the baby makeup artists, baby photographers, baby stylists. No, testing is a high value return of investment when you understand how to do it right and when you know how to do it strategically. No one is too good to test. No one is too advanced to test. One of my dear friends who shoots a lot of the beauty campaigns with Selena Gomez for Rare Beauty still tests. We always joke about the fact that it's her test shoot she's done that actually booked her things like the Rare Beauty campaigns. The only difference is she's incredibly strategic and she follows the things that I've mentioned inside this video. So again, you are never uh, too good to test. And the beauty of testing when you're doing strategically is again, you're able to show people why they should book you and show them where you really excel and just show what you can offer them as an artist. And the other reason this is so important is because nine times out of 10, when a client comes to you to pay you for a job, it will be asking for you to fulfill a brief. They will already have decided what they want you to do. So when it comes to creative control, that's where testing is great. And again, like my friend's example, who shoots for Rare Beauty and Selena Gomez, she was able to show brands what she could offer. So rather than having to go to them and wait to hear what they wanted, they were coming to her asking for examples exactly what she had done in her portfolio. So testing makes you a better artist and it makes you more money when you are incredibly strategic. Well, don't forget we have an incredible free training I will link down below for anyone who is looking to learn more about how to become a six-figure freelancer and how to book celebrities and global brands. I will leave that down below. Please subscribe if you haven't already and share this with a fellow friend who is also a creative. Remember, there's room for all of us to succeed. Thank you so much for listening to Freelance with Freedom. I'd love to continue this conversation over on Instagram. So come hang out with me at Freelance with Freedom. You can follow me there for mini trainings that include mindset and strategy to help you step into the CEO role in your business. And if you're interested in taking this work further, 
head to www.harrietadfield.com to find out more about working together. I'm wishing you an incredible week and I can't wait to see you in the next one.